Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and healthier people. Hi, my name is Julia, and I am your host. Every week, I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you with your practice of self-inquiry. So, here we go. souls and welcome to the being better podcast where it is my job to discuss all the practices and stories through which we can become happier wiser and healthier i hope you are doing great and you are taking care of yourself whether that might be through going to the gym or giving yourself the permission to just do nothing and get some much needed sleep If you make that choice based on the respect and compassion that you have for yourself, then I fully support you and I am so proud of you because I know it's not easy to lead with compassion and especially with self-compassion. But it is what we all need. And speaking of things we all need, let's talk about my recommendation for this week. And I actually come to you with two because I couldn't decide which to pick and my first recommendation for you is that I recently started to listen to the Lord of the Rings audiobook read by Andy Serkis and I am in love you know it is fall now for anyone wondering and I am usually the type of person who loves summertime and just going to the beach and kind of, you know, the basking in the sun and all the summer fruit. However, I am starting to become that fall-ish girl. And I I love it, you know, right now as I'm, you know, speaking, I'm sitting in my huge armchair under my huge blanket in my old yet extremely comfortable PJs with fuzzy socks And I'm just, you know, the vibe is great. You know, there is a bit of rain that I can hear hitting the windows. And I just, I feel that bliss. And like I said, I am listening to the Lord of the Rings audiobook. And I think it fits the vibe so well. Andy Serkis is so talented. I mean, he does the accents incredibly well. Like he made the Hobbits British, which I don't know why but i i like the choice especially like pippin he's he has like a strong scottish accent and that is interesting but i like it and i think if you are looking for something to listen to right now in this fall time then i think lord of the rings feels great because you know there are some descriptions of these forests and these adventures and you know the hobbit places and there are so many songs and adventures and elves and dwarves and there are just so many creatures and it just feels right so that is definitely my recommendation it's not short it's like the audiobook is like 22 hours I think especially the extended version but I really love it so I really really recommend that and also my another recommendation for you is a product that I have been recently using not sponsored or anything actually it's not like a brand um 
I just have recently used my diffuser slash humidifier. It's like two in one. And I am just so in love with it. I think we sometimes forget about how our surroundings matter and how our senses really work and pick up our environment when we don't notice it. Uh, but, you know, the smell of your surroundings really does matter. And so I think if you have a diffuser with some nice essential oils, then working in your home space or just chilling out or meditating or doing some yoga, it just is so much nicer. So that is something that I've recently invested in. And I think it's great. Um, mine also does a bit of a weird noise. And I know that for some people that might be too much, but for me, it's actually great white noise so it helps me focus or chill out so I like the white noise um so yeah I am not gonna link any kind of brand because like I said it's not sponsored or anything it's not any certain brand it's just something that I've been enjoying and just look it up if you feel like it and now I want to move on to the main topic of this episode Let's talk about the words you tell yourself every day because they might seem perfectly reasonable until you give them a second thought. And because now I hear how vague this might sound, let me tell you a quick backstory that led me to think about all of this, about the words we tell to ourselves every day and why they matter. So as probably many people do, I can be very hard on myself. I am able to say things to myself which I would never say to another human. And I am definitely not proud of that, but here I am. I am really trying to work on it now and catch myself in these moments of, well, self-hatred. And sometimes I succeed at this, which is the reason why I've been thinking so much about this topic and about the unkind words I sometimes say to myself, whether consciously or not. And when I catch myself saying those unkind words, I think about why and I start analyzing this. And through that analysis, I realize that the situations in which I can be so mean to myself vary from moments of embarrassment to failure to disappointment or even to sickness. And again, I know that's not great, but it has been a deep-rooted mechanism of mine and it's not easy to just stop. And I know that I shouldn't beat myself up when I'm sick, but sometimes I am just kind of I can say to myself like, Julia, oh my god, you are so unproductive and you are just laying in bed and it's like the last thing that you should be doing right now. And I know it's not great, um, but it's like I said, it's not easy to stop. Um, and let me give you another example of one thing of my one situation that I, I was so, and I still am hard on myself, and that's like a a moment of embarrassment and it's kind of hard for me to share it but you know fuck it I'm going to share with you so you have proof that I am very real on this show and I am not trying to play any kind of character because you know okay anyway basically a couple of years ago I was a counselor at this sports camp and we had this website on which there were all the participants 
all the kids and all the data and also all the counselors, all the teachers. And you were supposed to write down some information about yourself. So there was like this data, all the different things, like what are your preferences or do you have any allergies? And then it also came to food and there was like, what are your dietary preferences? And I wrote a really a long essay kind of about all of my dietary preferences and that was the time when I just started being vegan and I was kind of kind of strict and I was mostly gluten-free a lot of like raw foods you know very clean eating which I'm not really that into right now but I was just like very devoted to quote-unquote healthy eating and I wrote a big big essay on what I eat and what I because you know I wrote that because I thought that through that um, maybe there would be more options in that camp for me even you know just as a counselor which you know right now as I think about it I'm cringing anyway um, I wrote that down and then when we had the first our first meeting of the counselors as a joke like this main counselor brought it up on a projector and everyone saw it and it was kind of just like he was saying like well well we have this website and please do not write too much on it because we just want basic information and don't not write too much on it because sometimes people do x and he put my essay on my dietary preferences as an example of what you should not do and basically it was just kind of everyone saw it and I was so embarrassed and I'm still and I'm just kind of I am embarrassed because I know how kind of fucked up my devotion to these foods and you know those dietary preferences anyway even after all these years whenever I think about this situation I still cringe so hard and I mean Literally, I cringe with my full face right now, even as I'm speaking. And even though probably no one remembers it, and actually it, it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, I just kind of made this, you know, a long description of what I like to eat and, and don't like to eat, which is like a kind of a stereotype healthy vegan. And, uh, and I just, I know it's not a big deal, but it's just not the kind of person that I want to be. So I'm super embarrassed about it. And that's not the point of the story. The point is that I still beat myself up for it. I still, whenever I remember it, and I have to say, I think about it more than I would like to admit. Even now, I still think to myself, damn, Julia, you are so stupid. Like, what's wrong with you? And mind you, those words are are something that I would never say to anyone. Yet somehow... I am comfortable with directing them at myself. But unfortunately, these words of self-hatred go far beyond just the moments of embarrassment. This message, this, these mean words that I say or communicate implicitly or explicitly, those are communicated whenever, for example, I catch a glimpse of myself in a mirror on a day when I don't necessarily like how I look and as someone who has struggled with body image in the past that has happened more than I'd like to admit or it happens on a day when I made some kind of mistake 
or hurt someone by accident or got low results on an exam or whenever I'm in a running slump or or in a reading slump or just when I feel especially unproductive or when I procrastinated whenever I should have actually been working. You know, I'm sure you know in what kind of situations we can become so mean to ourselves. And I have to say, when I realized just on how many occasions I am so tough on myself, I was so surprised in a very sad way and kind of disappointed that so much of me feeling bad is just a result of my own actions. And upon realizing this, I couldn't help but wonder why that is. How can I be so mean to myself? I mean, I'm a pretty confident person overall and I usually am one of my biggest supporters. I would usually say that I like myself, yet yet here I am at times able to say you are ugly to my reflection. Like, how can that be? So after pondering this for a while and chatting with some of my friends, I came up with a theory. And the reason I think might explain this phenomenon will probably change the way you think about your pets. (laughs) Because I think that the reason is that we train ourselves the same way that we train dogs or cats or train horses or other domesticated creatures. I think the reason that after doing something embarrassing, you are able to tell yourself, oh, I'm such a stupid person, is the same reason you tell your dog, you're such a bad dog, when it does something against your will. So we train ourselves like we do train animals in order to abandon behavior, which we see as undesirable, as well as to strengthen the behaviors we consider to be good. And I thought of this through a weird realization, actually, that I had, um, because, you know, I am very into growth and wanting to be more self-compassionate. So I wanted to stop being so mean to myself, you know, I am really tired of this kind of self-rumination whenever I make the even the smallest mistake. I want to be my biggest supporter and not my biggest critic. And so one time when I looked into a mirror and I caught myself thinking some unkind thoughts, I said actually out loud to myself, Julia, you need to stop this. You need to stop being so hard on yourself and then an amazing thing happened because I felt this feeling of resistance after I said that it was as if I heard a little voice in my head that responded no I cannot stop doing this because then if I stop saying those words I won't have the motivation to improve and to change and this was so interesting It was then and there that I realized, fuck, I am the one doing this to myself. And more than that, I am fucking doing this voluntarily. I am hurting myself voluntarily. I make myself miserable because I know I can be trained just like one would train a dog. My subconscious has figured out that deep down all I want is someone to say to me, good job and similarly that the thing I am most afraid of is when 
someone is disappointed in me. And in this case, in that person is just me. And I realize that this might not be the case for you as much as it is for me because I, in a weird way, care about what I think about myself significantly more than what others do think about me. I mean, above all else, the thing I am most afraid of is disappointing myself rather than other people, which, again, I don't think that's like a healthy approach. It's just something that I... I have I don't really I don't really care as much of what other people think rather than just what I think of myself um I really don't know why that is and the thing is my subconscious my ego that you know that shitty part of myself has figured that out and used this crazy desire for myself to like me against me or Or rather, I used it against myself because, I mean, let's not shift the blame here. The ego, the subconscious or whatever acted in this situation is just a part of me. I I can call it an ego, but actually it's just my brain. I did this to myself and sadly often continue to do that to myself because, I mean, like I said, it's probably going to take years of conscious effort to stop. It's not as easy to just say well I'm not gonna say mean words to myself anymore because it's like how I've been trained to I've been trained to train myself if you know what I mean so the fact that I am doing this to myself is both the worst and the best part about all of this because the bad news is that I am so unkind to myself and the way that I actually never suspected because like I said I used to think that I really love myself so the bad part is that I am actually the one that is willing to do all that harm but at the same time the good news is that since it is just me who's doing all of that harm I can actually change it and I can work on overcoming this mechanism even if it's going to take a lot of time and effort to do so I still can stop and there's also another thing that I want to talk about because when I realized that I train myself through the mean things that I say to myself, I also realize that I do exactly the same thing through the kind words as well. We train ourselves through sort of persecuting ourselves and also through rewarding ourselves. It's exactly like saying good dog when it does a trick and bad dog when it, for example, I don't know, pees on the couch. So whenever... I see that I did well on a on an exam or I look nice or something like that I shouldn't just reward myself for that and say wow I look so great and and just stare into my reflection whenever I have the chance and just obsess over my appearance or, or over that good exam score sure be proud of yourself if you succeed but you know we should keep in mind that this shouldn't be the thing we rely with our sense of self-worth and happiness because I mean if you think about it if we hadn't been trained into thinking that we are not enough until we get that validation we also would not be obsessed with our success we simply would not care what score we got on that exam or how many likes on Instagram we got because that wouldn't matter. We would know that this isn't where happiness comes from. We would be like that Zen master in that story who always responded 
perhaps. I think you know that story. You know, when someone told him, you are so lucky for winning this car in that lottery, he said, perhaps. And also when someone told him, you are so unlucky for driving that car and getting into that accident, he also replied, perhaps. So in other words, if we stopped training ourselves, we would know that there are both ups and downs in life. And our happiness and self-worth are not necessarily tied to where we currently are on that scale. So in that way, rewarding ourselves and patting ourselves on the back each time we do something great, it might actually not be a great idea. Because, like I said, it's like then we will always want and we will always crave that validation even of ourselves we will always crave that so maybe we should stop both punishing ourselves and also rewarding ourselves consider it um and also i would like to talk and kind of think about why we do this i was thinking so much about why am i like this why am i able to train myself and i realized that this is how we are brought up and we are raised in this way we are raised by our parents doing this training by our parents punishing us for whenever we do not obey and rewarding us for whenever we you know do our homework it's the only mechanism we know and it has been used for centuries and centuries on you know like i said dogs and horses and cats and all different types of creatures and at some point we also started to use it on ourselves and i think it's so interesting that our subconscious figured that out that this is something that works because i mean let's not kid ourselves it does work it gives you the motivation to do something that is desirable and stop doing something that is undesirable it works but there is a certain price that you have to pay for it. And I don't know how about you, but for me, that price is my mental health. I don't want to be trained by myself. I don't want to be kind of raised my, by myself. Because if you think about it, who is the person that can decide what is desirable behavior and what's undesirable? It's me and I do not trust myself with that definition. I think my brain is actually pretty primitive and so I don't want myself to train me because I think that myself is stupid. Myself wants to be productive, myself wants to be pretty, myself wants to be successful and rich and knowing those goals it's going to decide what is what behavior and what actions are desirable and what are not and i don't want to follow that type of definition of success and those goals if you know what i mean i don't trust myself and that's why i don't want myself to raise me so before i go let's just talk about what should we do now that we know about this mechanism and I think we should reconsider rewarding ourselves as well as punishing ourselves. I mean, sure, it doesn't necessarily have to be bad because it can work for you. And you can, for example, go to the gym more often because you use this mechanism. 
And I get it, it's useful when it comes to encouraging certain types of behavior, but you have to consider the price you are paying and you have to think about who is deciding what type of behavior is good and bad and what actions are worth punishing and what actions are worth rewarding yourself. I think if you realize that actually this mechanism works for you because you have your values figured out and you trust yourself that these values actually will lead you to happiness, then sure, go for it, then use this mechanism and I'm sure it will work. But I'm just saying that I do not trust myself and through that I want to be more aware of the thoughts that I think and the words that I say to myself. And I want to be like that Zen master and be more neutral and do not celebrate as hard, but as well, just not punish myself so hard. I just want to say perhaps to the situations whenever I fall and also to situations whenever I win. I just want to be always in that state when I'm just half smiling and just I have that peaceful face. I want to be that. I want to be that Zen master and I want to be more aware of my behaviors and my thought patterns. And it is something that I recommend you do if you also struggle with um, self-hatred and those mean words you are able to tell yourself. So that is all that I have to say about this. It is a topic that has been really close to my heart and I've kind of was scared to maybe record this. Not scared, that's a too big word. I was kind of not really looking forward to sharing, you know, this part of me that is so mean and also my embarrassing stories. But, you know, I am not perfect and I am. I want to be more compassionate towards myself and therefore as a result also more compassionate to others i think it is if we figure ourselves out if we figure our happiness out then you know the whole world and the people around us will benefit so it's like it's not selfish to be selfish in that sense and before i go let's talk about my insight of the week and for anyone new here the insight of the week segment is whenever i share some kind of realization or some thoughts or something that i experienced this past week that can be just a nice anecdote for me to share with you before i go and this week i kind of have some thoughts about fashion because now that life is almost back to normal i guess and mind the emphasis on almost back to normal um but now i kind of need to get ready every morning and i have a bit more structure to my day and therefore you know i started dressing up again i know it's crazy it's truly shocking and it's kind of shocking in the way that my past self from those two years ago would not expect but yeah it's shocking but i am putting clothes on and i have to wash those clothes and i have to smell nice and it's a lot of effort that i forgot that is very hard but yeah um anyway i am wearing various formal and casual outfits every day now and i have some thoughts and those thoughts are that damn i actually really enjoy dressing myself up 
I was recently watching some videos about minimalism and how, you know, some people really like to wear just one outfit every single day, one t-shirt and one pair of jeans and just wear that one simple outfit. And I I thought about, "Mm, maybe I should start doing that again as well. Maybe it's like, it's going to be better for me. But then I actually realized, no, I actually am the kind of person who really enjoys picking my outfit every day even if it takes time I realize that I really like expressing myself through fashion you know sometimes I feel fancy and sometimes I just want to put on a nice dress or a white shirt and a blazer and I just feel like you know I have a parachute and I can do whatever and and talk to you know the pope and I would not be intimidated or as intimidated or you know there are other times when I just want to feel cozy and put on a sweatshirt and a beanie and also there are times when I kind of feel groovy and I want to wear colorful clothes from the 90s and I just think it's great to communicate your current mood through clothes and I realized and through kind of thinking about what I want to wear and what clothes I want to buy and what clothes I want to donate and get rid of, I was thinking about what my style is. And I also realized that, well, I actually don't want to have a certain style that it's like the only thing that I stick to. I have different moods, I have different energies on different days and I want to express that using fashion so my style and the kind of era that my clothes represent you know it it changes and sometimes I wear yoga pants and sometimes I wear really 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 classy and formal clothes and just oh you know always have my collar sticking out of my sweater and feel like you know a kid in a British boarding school but I love it and it brings me joy even if I spend you know 15 minutes a day standing in front of my wardrobe and just trying to pick something and kind of combine different pieces and also that's I think it's like super creative to find new ways to wear something that you you know have owned for 10 years and that's something that I do a lot and I try to combine different pieces and it does not always look good but I think it's it's just fun it brings me joy and I realize that I don't have to kind of be like different people if that if this is what makes you feel better and productive and good for you but I do not have to do the same thing you know balance and happiness and success and minimalism It all means different things for different people. So my insight of the week is, I guess, to each their own. And if you too feel like you want to try minimalism, but you don't want to get rid of all of your clothes or your books or your makeup or your technology or your different kind of devices or your collection of spices or whatever it is, do not feel like you have to minimalism at the end of the day is just keeping whatever brings you joy and getting rid of the rest and that is it 
so to sum up all the things that I said today, be more kind to yourself and cut yourself some slack and stay true to yourself. I guess all of those cheesy little things actually are a bit true. I hope you all have an amazing day today. You look so great and when you smile, you make the world a brighter, better place. So smile for me, for yourself and for anyone else who will pass you on the street. I love your smile and I will speak to you in the next episode. edited and produced by Julia Spohr. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the episode description or visit our Instagram page, which you can also find in the episode description or at beingbetter.pod. If you want to support the show, there are a couple of ways to do that. The first one and the best one is to share the podcast with your friends and with your family. Tell them why you enjoy it and why they might enjoy it as well. You can also share it on your social media platforms. And another way to help the show is to write a review, rate or subscribe to the podcast because that helps new listeners find the show as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will speak to you in the next one.